0: Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. Lord, I kind of want to say sorry for the way so many people treat your word today. It's like having the answer right there and we walk straight past it to so many other things that don't have the answer. So Lord, we thank you that through your word we find that you are the answer. And may we find that today by your Spirit in Jesus' name, Amen. No, I, I'm I'm all good. The so sound's working okay. Sorry, I'm. I usually freak the poor sound guys out because I'm like, "Can we do this?" And all right, let's try it. So today I've got with me a tree. I'll, I'll drag it over a bit. Oh, it's a bit heavy. It's all right-looking tree, isn't it? It's all right. Some, it's got some life. Got some new shoots on it bit of stuff growing down here, a bit battered, had a bit of a, a rough life. This this tree's been living in our front yard. Um, we kind of took it there and forgot about it, but because Andrew waters the plants in the front yard every so often, it gets a water, which it looks okay, doesn't it? It looks a bit of life going, could, could use some fertilizer, or if, if you're, I was a gardening person, I'd probably do something more with it. But yeah, I've, I've got something else. I'm just going to be in here for a sec. Don't worry, I haven't gone anywhere far, Um, but I've got another one here. Oh, it's coming out. It it does fit, right? Okay. Move it over a bit. Now this tree is the same age as this one. I'm not a gardener, I don't know what kind they are. Is it a fiscus? A green one, ficus, a ficus. This is a ficus. (laughs) Let me show this because I don't like messiness, even though I've, I've made a big mess already. All right, so this one, if you look at it really carefully, there's not a lot of dirt in there. Can you see that? The roots are kind of sticking out a bit. I pulled a few weeds out before I brought it inside. Do you know where this one's been? We kind of did the same thing. We brought it out and we forgot about it but just outside the doors there in a little tiny patch there's a little like kind of a a roof and it doesn't get a lot of sun and it doesn't get a lot of rain and so it's got some yellow leaves. It's trying, it's trying really hard to grow but you know if, if someone you know thought to put some dirt in there it would really help it a lot and and even if they picked it up and put it back in a bit straighter, it, it would kind of look a bit better, wouldn't it? Let's come back to them in a minute. All right, today, daring to believe. Daring to believe. We've been doing a series here at Long Jetty on daring faith and what that means and, and walking through each week different ways that we can dare in our faith. And today, Easter Sunday, we're looking at daring to believe. So, If I was going to believe, what are the benefits to believing? Why would I bother? There's four really good reasons. And on your seat, you should have a piece of paper that looks a bit like this, with some spaces that you can add to if you would like. You can draw yourself pictures, whatever it takes to help you get what you need to get out of this today. The first one, the first benefit of believing in Jesus Christ is everything I've ever done wrong is forgiven everything I've ever done wrong is forgiven so what Jesus did on the cross means that everything is forgiven instantly completely freely and repeatedly which means I can mess up yesterday I ask for forgiveness I'm forgiven I can mess up tomorrow because I'm going to mess up tomorrow anyone else going to mess up tomorrow we're gonna do it because we're people, we're humans. I'm forgiven. I just have to ask. I'm forgiven. And a lot of people are carrying around secret guilt. We carry it around, don't we? We look like we've got it all together, but we, we kind of go, I oh, wish I hadn't done that. Oh, I wonder what's going on there. And we can be completely forgiven of that. It can be erased. We can walk as free people. Believing in Jesus, the benefit is we'll get a clear conscience. Just that is good enough to go the rest of your day, isn't it? I'll take it for that. In Romans 3, it says, We are made right in God's sight when we trust in Jesus Christ to take away our sins. And we can be saved in the same way that no matter who we are or what we have done, it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what you've done, who you've done it with, where you've done it, when you did it, you're forgiven. Everything I've ever done wrong is forgiven. That's a great benefit. Number two, I learned God's purpose in my life. Do you know one of the greatest tragedies for our lives is that we can do our entire life without knowing why we're actually on the earth? It's one of the greatest wastes of our life is not knowing why we're here. And the way we learn our purpose is we get to know our Creator. Because I can't decide the purpose for my life. I'm not my creator. But there's someone that made me, that knows my gifts, my abilities, my strengths, my passions, who I am, and he has a purpose for me. More exciting, isn't it? Today, so many people are confused about their identity and their purpose. The third benefit of believing in Christ is I get God's strength every day. Now, the reason we're tired all the time is we have a power shortage. We're not being powered by the right thing. You know, when I'm not tracking really well, I eat more sugar than I should because it's a great little power surge to get you through. But after the power surge comes the crash because you're not meant to be powered by sugar. I know it's sad, but it's not meant to be powered by sugar. Too many times we try to live our lives on our power alone. Now, I've got some friends who own thermomixes. Does anyone have a Thermomix? Apparently, they do everything. That's how they sell it to me. They do everything. You know what? If I had a Thermomix, I want it to cook and deliver the whole meal on a plate, and it doesn't do that, so I'm not sold yet, but these thermomixes cost a lot of money, and they do do a lot of things. They will replace a lot of your appliances in your kitchen, but you know what a Thermomix doesn't have for all of the costs that it involves and all of the... the the great things that it does if it doesn't have any power it's just a hunk of expensive metal sitting on your bench what's our life light if we're not plugged into the power source sometimes we just feel like "What, what am i doing what am i doing we need to get our strength from god for every day The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is is available to us. So we need power greater than ourselves to start over. We need power greater than ourselves to change. We need power greater than ourselves to get up each day, to keep going, to apologize for the things that we do wrong, to make amends, to reconcile relationships, to say, I'm sorry, I'm going to do it differently. I can't do that in my own strength. I can't do that in my own strength. And when I try to, I do it really poorly and I hurt more people. I need God's power. Now, this is not self-help psychology or pull, pull yourself up by your bootstraps or anything like that. This is real strength that comes from God. This is supernatural power. So I get my past forgiven, I get a purpose for living, and I get power for living. Number four, I'm guaranteed eternal life. I am guaranteed eternal life. Do you know, over the years, people have looked for the ways to keep themselves from getting old. This is it. <laughs> it's right here. And you don't have to pay any money for it. It's paid for. Those kids I did the most brilliant illustration of what the gospel is. That I almost said, Look, let's, let's just go with that and go home. Brilliant. That is you standing on this side through what Jesus did on the cross, you can walk straight into the Father's arms. Straight in. You don't have to do a handstand. You don't have to pay any money. You don't have to look different. You don't have to sound different. You don't have to do anything different, but just take those steps towards Jesus. That's all it takes. And if you need it, He's going to carry you there. Because sometimes we're that broken that we just need Him to pick us up And carry us to the Father. And that's exactly what Jesus was thinking on Good Friday when he was dying. He was carrying each of us to the Father, carrying us there. Now, this resurrection thing we're celebrating today, it's all exciting. Jesus is alive, but it proves a few things. A lot of people will say, you know, I believe Jesus was a historical person. He was a good teacher. I believe he existed, but I'm not really sure about this God thing. You know, that doesn't even make sense because Jesus said he was God. So if you're saying he's a good teacher, you either need to call him a liar because he's saying he's God, he's a lunatic, or maybe he's the Lord. Maybe he's the Lord. Is he the biggest liar in history, a con man or a lunatic? And we have to decide for ourselves, was Jesus nuts? Was he totally insane? Or was he who he claimed to be? Jesus said, I am God. I will die. I will come back to life again. I will take you to heaven. He said that. So to say that Jesus was just a good teacher, we have to actually take this into account. He said, this is what's true. And so we need to agree with him. He's the only person throughout history who's claimed to be God, and there's been many of them, and there's going to be many more of them who claim to be God. He's the only one who's proven that he's God. Died and rose again. The resurrection proves that Jesus keeps his promises. And Jesus proved through the resurrection that there is life after death for us. Now, when he came back to life, he didn't just show up to his select few and you can go, oh, well, how do you really know that it happened? Maybe they are all in a conspiracy together. Maybe, you know, they just all had this thing worked out that we'll just pretend Jesus came back to life and and, you know, trick them all. Jesus came back, he hung around for 40 days, hung around for a fairly long time and showed himself to many, many, many people. That's why So many people in Jerusalem became believers. They saw him. They saw this guy that they saw die, come back to life again. I could give you today 50 benefits to believing in Jesus. I've given you just four right now. Forgiveness, purpose, strength, and eternal life. My question is, where else are you going to get those things? Nowhere. Who else can give them to you? I don't know of anyone else that can give me those things. If we don't get it from Jesus, we're not going to get it. So they're the benefits that we can't get anywhere else. Well, how do I get it? How do I get? What does it mean to believe in Jesus? And I've got there uh, a little acrostic called Trust. It's on the next side if you want to turn your page over. And we're going to fill in those gaps what it means to believe in Jesus. Now, there's, there's various levels of knowledge. Uh, I know uh, celebrities. You see them on TV. You watch their movies. So, uh, Tom Cruise. We all know Tom Cruise, right? He's never invited me to his house, so, you know, I don't know him that well. Uh, I know who he is. I know he's been married. I know he's got a few kids. Uh, has Tom Cruise died for me? Am I going to put my faith and trust into Tom Cruise? No, <laughs> not going to do that. They' live a relationships, not to that degree that I'm going to trust him that much. Not going to do that. I believe Tom Cruise exists, but I've never given my life to him. And a lot of people believe that Jesus Christ exists, but they've never given their life for him never given their life to him. So what does it mean to believe in Jesus? Let's look at this acrostic of trust. What does it mean to trust Jesus? The T, you fill that section in, the T means turn everything over to Jesus. He becomes the CEO of my life, not just the resident in my life, but the president of my life, right? He's in charge. He is the one that shows me what to do I turn my past, my present and my future to him. The hidden and secret things. I give him reign in my finances, my relationships, my health. In every area, every area, I turn everything over to Jesus. Romans 10.9 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is my Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. We're not meant to be God. God's God and we're not. And it's a really good day when we work that out. Because I know that too many times I mess up when I'm trying to be the person in control of my life. Too many times I get very selfish, get very arrogant, angry, bossy. I'm sure my family could list them all off. (laughs) And we all go there. But I need to give Jesus control of my life and turn everything over to be him. The next one, the next letter in trust is R. And for R, we're looking at relax in his love. Relax in his love. Now, we learn pretty quickly when we're growing up that if we behave a certain way or do certain things, we get more loved or more acknowledged or more rewarded uh, than if we didn't do those things. So we learn to, to fit a certain pattern of, of, of living or achievement to try and keep people happy. We spend our, our lives trying to earn the acceptance of other people. And you know, sometimes because we've been doing that, we look at God and we say, we need to do that for God. You know, God, I need to say my prayers a certain way and, and I, I need to have it all together and I can't go to church because the roof will fall in. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. Our roof has never fallen in. And even if it did, it's not because of you, it's because our walls aren't holding it up. Because there's nothing you can do that's going to stop God from loving you. There is nothing. There is nothing. You can't scare him away. He's God. He already knows what you've done, what you're going to do. He already knows. We've got to just relax in him. Relax. You know what would it would be like to, to know that God made you, He put you together that way, and He actually loves you in all your quirkiness and weird things that you do? You know? Sometimes I think God's up there going, hey, look, 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 look what she's doing now. I made her like that. No one else gets it, but I love it. You know, I love things neat. My family doesn't. I think God likes that. Look what she's doing. She's lining things up so they're all straight at the edge of the shelf. No one else puts them back right. She doesn't cope with that, but, but I love her. She's weird, but I made her like that. Don't laugh, you're the same. You're weird. you got your weird stuff too, haven't you? You're just not up here sharing it. (laughs) It's like my shoe sermon a few weeks ago. I can't tell you how many people came to me after that sermon and very quietly told me about the clean-out they did in their shoe cupboard. And oh on oh, my sermon, you're there laughing at me because I had so many shoes. There were people sitting here with more. <laughs> can we can we just relax that we're weird and it's okay? Okay, you're not gonna measure up with your own opinion of what you should look like. Because you're not meant to. Okay, God's opinion of you is He made you, He loves you, you're awesome. You're awesome. Okay, stop trying to change yourself to be something different to how God made you because when he looks at you through Jesus' blood on the cross he sees you as perfect and your little weird things that you do I just think they're entertaining for him you know laugh at yourself man I gotta laugh because you know my thing's never so straight I have to be okay with that let's relax in his love Let's relax in his love. The you in trust means use my life to serve God by serving others. Now, God did not come to this earth to die on a cross to pay for all our sins just so we could live a selfish, self-centered life all about me. Do you really think God created you to go to school or go to work and make some money, retire, die and live totally for yourself? I mean, it sounds all right, but... Is that really what we're here for? God has a far bigger purpose than that for us. In Romans 6, the Bible says, give yourselves completely to God, every part of you. You've been saved from death. So I'm going to do this out of gratitude. And you want to be tools in the hands of God to be used for his good purposes. This is so sobering, so I'm going to read it. (laughs) If I claim to be a believer in Jesus and I have no desire at all to serve him, and I have no desire at all to serve God by serving others, then I have every reason to doubt that I'm actually a believer. Oh, we're here to serve. We're here to serve. God's not going to force you to follow His purposes. He wants us to do it out of our gratitude. S, S in trust stands for suffer, with doing, suffer for doing what's right. Suffer for doing what's right. Because believing in Jesus isn't always convenient. It's not always comfortable. The world wants to judge based on the current perception of right or wrong, and that keeps changing all the time. The Word of God doesn't change. So you could suffer. You could be criticized. And there are Christians around the world today who are actually dying for their faith. It's a real thing in many places. So if tomorrow they made it against the law in Australia to be a Christian, would it make any difference in my day-to-day life? Would there be enough evidence to convict me? Wow. Wow. Would I actually be changing anything? We sometimes, we need to suffer for doing what's right. Sometimes, when people are doing the wrong thing, we need to say, no, I don't do that. No, I'm not going to be part of that. No, I'm not going to talk like that. No, I'm not going to, you know, take something that's not mine. You know, the hardest thing I do sometimes is when I go to the shops and they scan the things through. You know how sometimes you have your, your chicken sitting on the back of your trolley and you put everything everything through. It's been busy. You get to the door, you're like, oh, forgot to put the chicken on the thing so I haven't paid for it. So, back I go, back to the counter to pay for my chicken that, you know, ultimately I'm stealing if I walk out of the shop with it. But it was an honest mistake. How easy when you're busy would go, oh, you know what, don't worry about it. But for me, doing what's right is I have to turn around, I have to go back. If they over give me money I have to go back because I if if they ever charge me I want my money back so surely if they're giving me too much money or not putting something through I need to give them back what's theirs sometimes we need to do what's right and that's only a small thing but it's the little things It's like Mavis was saying it's the little things that add up to the big things t the last t in trust is trust what he says here's a question how many of you believe everything you see on the internet? Put your hand up. Anyone? <laughs> You're not going to... No one's going to believe everything you see on the internet. All right, what about in, on TV? Anyone believe everything you see on TV? No, no, we're not going to believe that. What about uh, newspapers? No, they used to be very reliable, but now they're kind of like... Mm. Well, what about if I s- asked... What about God? Do you believe everything God says is true? Yeah? Yes? Okay, good. We've got some yeses in the room. That's excellent. Uh, So if we spend more time, why do we spend more time listening to, watching, and believing all those things that we don't even think are true? And sometimes it's really difficult to stop and spend the time in the truth of God's Word. Why do we fill our minds with worry so much? Why do we listen so much? Why do we take on so much the opinions of other people? Because that's really what's online at the moment. It's people's opinions. Take on all these things. when We've got right here with us the Word of God. You know, it's an app on our phones. It's so accessible. We just need to shut that one thing down and open this thing up. Don't we? It's, it's right there. It's never been more accessible to get the Word of God. And you can get like a gazillion different translations. So it's easy to read. You can read it in all different languages, all different styles. Everything is everything's there. But we need to know that sometimes our behavior needs to change so that we can actually trust what he says. Sometimes we need to make a deliberate choice to be trusting the right thing. Psalm 33.4 says, for the word of God always holds true and everything he does is worthy of our trust. Now my trees, they've sat here very nicely the whole way through, haven't they? (laughs) Same age. This one's had a few battles in life. This one's missing a lot of things. And really the the great difference in these two trees because before they were separated and taken to two different places and just abandoned pretty much, um, they were the same size. They matched. And then one got a lot more water and one didn't. One got a lot more sunlight and one didn't. One has lots of dirt that goes right to the top and covers them and gives them nutrients and one's just barren and bare. Sometimes I I think about my spiritual life. And you know what? We can go through life without believing in Jesus. Many people do. But the difference is the quality of life that you get. The difference is that the ends of your life, you might be richer, stronger, sturdier and greener. Or really parched, worn out, tired, struggling. And today we have many people who are lonely Hurting, hungering for connection and relationship, believing in Jesus or not believing in Jesus. It's your choice, really. It's your choice. And Maybe you've made the, the step to follow Jesus and, and it's been difficult to read the Word, to, to, to spend time with Him, and, and you find yourself looking more and more on this side and not having that green, flourishing, deep, deep root system of trusting God. Maybe today you're identifying more with this one. And we, we come to the cross and we say, Jesus, I wanna be rich. I wanna I wanna flourish. I wanna I want my roots to go down deep in you, with you. All we need to do is take that step towards him. So we need to do is take the step towards him. So today I have with me because you know, just the whole tree theme, I have some brown leaves. You might want to grab one, I'll just put them out the front in a moment, have a look at it. You know they're all different. Some have got, you know, bits broken off, some of things growing on them, the leaves. But you know the one thing they all have is they're not connected to a tree. They're not connected to the tree. So today I invite you to, to bring your leaf. I leave it at the cross. Now, your leaf might represent anything. could be a relationship that's dying. It could be a spiritual life that needs something in it. It could be anything. It doesn't matter to everyone else what it means. It means to you and God. And I invite you if you want to come and pray, you're welcome to do that. You might want to kneel out here. Just leave your leaf. Here and say, Jesus, I, I give you to you. And the resurrection power of Jesus that raised him from the dead that day, all those years ago, can come into your life, can come into your relationship, can come into your marriage, can come into whatever it is, your health, attitude, whatever it is. God understands our pain. I know that because he's had a broken heart. I dare you to believe today. I dare you to believe today. I dare you to believe today. Ben, why don't you come up? We're going to play. We'll put the leaves out if you want to, you know, do whatever you need to today. Do whatever you need to do. Jesus, we just pray now that in this moment, the things that are close to our heart, at the front of our minds, Lord, that you will just place your healing hand on them. We pray for your Holy Spirit to work in them and through them. Jesus, we just pray now that you'll come close to us. We'll really sense your presence with us. In your name, amen.